Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today we are going to be kind of combining both of our NFL preview shows into one big mega show here. So we're going to be combining our season-long buy or sell preview for if you're playing, you know, standard, regular, season-long fantasy football. And we're also going to combine our DFS preview that we've been doing every week. You know, if you're playing FanDuel, DraftKings, you know, that, those kind of games. We're combining both of them into one show here. And just making one big NFL preview, um, because in case you have not heard yet, the NFL is playing all of their games. Well, not all of the games. Um, most of the slate is going to be taking place on Saturday on Christmas Eve. So I'm actually going out of town tomorrow morning, believe it or not. And so I'm going to be recording this here tonight so that way I can get it out to you guys. And it's up in time for everybody to listen, digest, you know, do all the research for those Saturday games. So that's the goal in getting this podcast out to you today. Now, make sure you stay tuned throughout the week to my Twitter feed at Mike's Money Picks. I'm going over some stats and facts that you don't always hear here in the podcast. And also, if you want my full DFS picks, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. The college football lineups have been doing pretty well so far during bowl season, and college basketball has had a few winners as well. NFL, we had some big winners two weeks ago, but week 14, or I'm sorry, week 15 was a little bit rough. But, you know, always an opportunity to bounce back. All right, so that does it for, you know, kind of this little bit of intro here. Like I said, so we're going to be going over our regular buy or sell preview for every position, and then we are going to be talking about um, a few different options in DFS, and then we will be done with the episode and done with this big, long preview. So this might take just a little bit longer, but I promise all the information is good. All the information is getting to you and designed to help you win your playoff matchup, win your DFS contest, whatever. It's designed to help you win here this week here in week 16, Christmas week in the NFL. All right, so enough talking. Let's get a quick word from our friends at Anchor, and then let's start talking about some quarterbacks. So I got to say, just kind of looking at everything from a holistic perspective, this is kind of a rough weekend of NFL games as a whole. We're going to have a lot of rough weather games that are outdoors. Um, We've got some kind of ugly matchups if I'm being totally honest you know like just not the best weekend of NFL action that I can remember especially you know being late in the season like this now also Vegas seems to think that it's going to be an ugly weekend as well no NFL games this week have over a 50 total for the over under the highest implied scoring team is the Kansas City Chiefs at 29 points followed by Miami and then Minnesota so we're just I don't know. Scoring might be a little bit down this week, y'all. Just letting you know in advance. It it would not shock me with all the rough weather games, with all the backup quarterbacks playing. It it can get a little bit ugly this week. Anyway, let's talk about the quarterback position. So if you're playing season-long fantasy, these are, or well, let me preface it. If you're playing season-long fantasy, there's some guys that you should just have locked into your lineup no matter what. Like, don't get cute. Don't overthink it. You're in the playoffs. Play your guy. Lock it in. And those guys are Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, and Lamar Jackson if he's active. And one guy I would add to that list that I particularly like this week is Joe Burrow. Now, we all know about how Joe Burrow has been better this season with Jamar Chase. Now, the New England Patriots have surrendered 18 fantasy points to every quarterback that has finished their game against them since week 11. And if you didn't know that off the top of your head, that's when they played Zach Wilson. So pretty much every quarterback who has not gotten hurt like Kyler Murray did has feasted on the Patriots 
in recent weeks. And I think Joe Burrow can do that. He's got his full complement of weapons with Chase and Higgins. He's been playing really well lately, and I think that he really can put it on New England here this week. So Joe Burrow is the first quarterback that is on my buy list this week, and absolutely lock him into your lineup with confidence. Now, if you are somebody who's maybe been a bit of a streamer, or maybe you need to replace an injured Jalen Hurts, or, you know, something. If you need a quarterback, and you don't have one of those guys I just mentioned, here's some guys that I like. The first one, and he is on my buy list, is Geno Smith. Geno Smith has very quietly been quarterback seven on the season. Like, who would have thought that coming out of training camp, right? Now, he's also been pretty efficient because he's actually sixth in points per dropback, which means that he's not dropping back as many times as some of these quarterbacks ahead of him, or you know, he's not getting as many rushing points as some of the quarterbacks ahead of him, but he's been efficient when he drops back to pass. And to be sixth in that stat, like, bravo, Gino, you've had a really good comeback season. And it means that he's doing it on less volume right? So he's been a good quarterback and he's been doing it on less volume than others. That's the bottom line of that stat. Now, let me tell you why that bodes well from this week. This week, he can get all of the volume because the Chiefs are 29th against quarterbacks and they're 31st in passer rating allowed. And so they're not good up against quarterbacks, but the Kansas City Chiefs are also favored by nine and a half points in this game, which means that if Seattle's down, they're just going to throw, throw, throw their way to get back into it against the bad Chiefs pass defense. So I really like Geno Smith this week. I think that he is in line for a big week against that Kansas City defense. Now, I mentioned earlier, if you need to replace Jalen Hurts, because you know it's likely that he's not going to play this week, why not replace him with the guy that is replacing him in Philadelphia, Garner Minshew? So Garner Minshew has 18 and 15 fantasy points in the two starts that he had for Philadelphia last season. And in 2020, playing for the Jaguars, he had six games over 19 fantasy points. So he's been a decent fantasy performer when he's gotten a start in the past. And I got to be honest, like, Looking at the rest of these, you know, the rough weather potential for a lot of these games and just as many injuries are happening in the NFL right now, give me a guy who has got his full complement of weapons. Give me a guy who is playing indoors against, you know, a defense who's gotten kind of carved up recently. You know, Dallas, whether you didn't realize it or not, they just gave up 31 fantasy points to Trevor Lawrence. So full complement of weapons, good weather suspect defense. I think Gardner Minshew is in a great spot this week to play pretty well. And I think if you need to replace Jalen Hurts and you're desperate, he's a great option to go with. Now for the others receiving votes, there are two guys that, I mean, you got to be pretty darn desperate to play both these guys, but they have great matchups and it's Sam Darnold against the Lions and Kenny Pickett against the Raiders. Look, we've been targeting those two defenses all year long. I'm not going to stop doing that even when it is Sam Darnold and Kenny Pickett that's going up against them. If you're super desperate, those guys do have some really good matchups. Now, the one quarterback that is on my sell list this week is Deshaun Watson. Look, if you were somebody who held on to Deshaun Watson all year and was hoping he was going to save your season, he just hasn't. He's averaged 12.1 fantasy points per game since his return. And what's really concerning is he's not the same runner that he used to be. He's only rushed for 76 total yards in three games. That's about 25 a game. And... I just, I don't know, like just the eye test, right? He doesn't pass it right now. Just watching that game against Baltimore, a lot of missed throws, a lot of miscommunications, a lot of just not looking comfortable in the pocket. And like, I totally get it from a personal standpoint. If I didn't play football for two years and I tried to go back out there, I wouldn't look as good either. But if you're relying on that guy in your fantasy playoffs, it's time to find somebody else. And so Deshaun Watson is on my sell list this week, not touching him in season long, not touching him in daily this week for the Cleveland Browns. 
All right, that does it for the quarterback position. Let's go ahead and talk about some running backs. All right, so much like the quarterback position, the running back position has some guys that you are going to be locking into your lineups as well. So I want to point out one of these guys that is a lock that I think is in line for a particularly big week. And then I want to go over some guys that, you know, are kind of some options that are floating out there that could be really good for you and I think are in great spots this week. Keep in mind, I'm doing this observation and these analysis for season-long and daily fantasy. So, you know, if I say a guy on the buy list then I like him in daily as well. So just, you know, FYI when you're hearing that. So first guy on the buy list this week is Derrick Henry. Look, if you had Henry, you were starting him anyway, but I think he's in a great spot to kill it this week. He averages 32 fantasy points per game in his last five games against the Houston Texans, which includes a 38.8 fantasy point performance earlier this season. Look, the guy is just great against Houston. Like there's no other way around it. For reference, I just said that Henry averaged 32 against Houston. Austin Eckler averages 22 fantasy points per game this season. He is RB1 on the season. That's so Henry against the Texans averaged 10 fantasy points more than RB1 on the season. It's insane. Houston's 32nd in run defense. I see no reason for Tennessee not to just give the ball to Derrick Henry 30 times and have him run for about 187 yards and three touchdowns on Saturday. Second on the buy list is going to be Zach Moss of the Indianapolis Colts. So I knew that Zach Moss was a Colt before Saturday, but I didn't really see any evidence of that before Saturday. But when Jonathan Taylor went down, Zach Moss was kind of the number one option, and he was pretty effective. So after Jonathan Taylor left the game, Zach Moss and Deion Jackson were the two running backs that were used. Zach Moss outtouched Deion Jackson 24-14. to Both were similarly effective, averaging a little under four yards a carry. Now, I like this matchup for Zach Moss because the Chargers are a bottom five run defense, and they give up a lot of broken tackles. I think Moss is definitely more of the downhill between-the-tackles runner than Deion Jackson is. However, what worries me is that this could definitely be a game-flow-dependent pick. So while I like Moss, I think that Deion Jackson profiles as more of a pass-catching back. And so if the Colts go down in this one, which they were not down against the Vikings, you know, everybody knows the story that happened there. You know, if the Colts go down in this one, I think that it bodes more well for Deion Jackson, but I think that both of them are in a pretty good spot. This offense loves to run the football. They love to use the running back in the passing game. I think that both of them are in a pretty good spot that if you lost Jonathan Taylor to injury or if you're really desperate, you can turn to either of the two of them if they're available in season long. And for daily, I, I prefer Moss to Jackson because Moss is cheaper. If I think that they're about even, why would I not play the guy who's $1,000 cheaper on DraftKings? Now, last running backs on the buy list is going to be Jarek McKinnon. So Jarek McKinnon has the unique distinction now of being the number one running back for the week in back-to-back weeks, which is insane. Like that's something that's reserved for like Christian McCaffrey or Austin Eckler or Derrick Henry. Like (laughs) Jarek McKinnon is not the guy you would expect to do that in week 14 and week 15 of fantasy football. And he probably won a lot of people some playoff matchups last week. Now, the usage trends are what I really like about where McKinnon is profiling. So he played 61% of the backfield snaps last Sunday. He played 57% of those snaps two weeks ago. Those were both season highs when he set them. And he also ran a total of 51 routes the last two weeks out of the backfield. And in those 51 routes, he was targeted 17 times. It's a 33% target rate, which means that when he runs a route, he gets targeted 33% of the time. Like, that's pretty doggone good for a running back or really any position for that matter. 
He also got 66% of the red zone snaps at running back last week. So he's getting the lucrative fantasy spots. He's getting the targets out the backfield, and he's getting the red zone work. And I just think that this is a great spot for Jarek McKinnon. Now, I don't mind Isaiah Pacheco either. If you date it all the way back to week 10, which is kind of when the Chiefs started phasing out Clyde Edwards-Hilaire before he got hurt, Pacheco has 70% of the Chiefs' carries. So you're still, you know, as great as McKinnon has been, Pacheco has still been a factor, and Pacheco hasn't really hurt you if you played him in season-long fantasy over that period of time. Now, the Seahawks, while I like this matchup for both of those guys, the Seahawks are the softest in schedule-adjusted fantasy points per game to running backs. They give up 4.6 points more than the running backs average coming into that game. Now, the Chiefs' backfield total averages 25.4 fantasy points per game. So if you add that 4.6 to that, that means that theoretically the Chiefs' backfield should get 30 fantasy points this week. So the question becomes, how are those 30 going to be distributed? And I think both of them actually have a chance that this could be a pretty solid spot for both of them because I actually think that number could get above 30. So anyway... I really like McKinnon, but I don't mind Pacheco either, particularly in Daily Fantasy this week. Now, some others receiving votes for the buy list this week. David Montgomery is continuing to see absolutely elite-level usage since the injury to Khalil Herbert. J.K. Dobbins, since returning from injury, you know, his long trip to the IR, he's been averaging eight yards per carry since he came back. And if, you know, if they decide to finally give him more than 12 carries in a game, he can be really, really effective. Latavius Murray is a guy for Denver that continues to see super level of usage. He had 24 carries last week, and he's just a guy that, hey, if you, if you give somebody the ball 24 times, they should have a decent fantasy day, right? So I think Latavius Murray is worth a shot in daily and season long for that specific reason. All right, now let's move over to the sell list. So the first running back that is on my sell list is Austin Eckler. Okay, hold on. I need you to listen to me. Like, listen closely. You ready? You're not benching Austin Eckler. I'm not telling you to bench Austin Eckler. I'm not advising you to sit Austin Eckler. I'm not telling you to drop Austin Eckler. I am in no way, shape, or form advising Austin Eckler to not be in your starting lineup. You got that? Okay. All right, now let's move on. So Austin Eckler is on my sell list. Yes, he is. But like I said, you're still starting him. So let me go over why, though. I don't think you can expect the normal output from Austin Eckler that you normally get, you know, week in, week out this week. He's got a hurt shoulder, which just thinking about it from a mental standpoint, if you're running back and you got a hurt shoulder, that thing's going to get hit 20, 30 times a game, and it's not going to feel good. So that's going to be tough to play through, period. Now, his pass catching volume has been really down since Mike Williams and Keenan Allen came back. He only had three targets last week. Austin Eckler scores about 40% of his points through the air, and so that's going to hurt if he's only getting three targets when he's used to like the 9-10 range. Now, he's also ceding more snaps to Josh Kelly, who has played over 35% of the snaps in each of the last three weeks. And last week, the carries were split where Austin Eckler got 12 carries and Josh Kelly got 10. So, like I said, you're not benching Austin Eckler, but you need to tamper your expectations. That normal 22 points a game that you get out of Eckler, I don't think he's going to get there this week. So, I'm avoiding him in daily. And I think that if you do have him in your lineup, which you should because he's still running back number one for the season, he's still Austin Eckler. If you do have him in your lineup, set your expectations a little lower. So I don't think he's going to get to that projection number. And you might need to be a little more aggressive elsewhere in your lineup, knowing that you're not going to get that 22 from Eckler. 
I hope that you guys are sensible enough to make that connection, all right? Don't bench him, but know that you need to probably not count on that 25 points that you normally get from Eckler, right? Now, the rest of the sell list for running backs is pretty tough. There's a lot of good running backs that are in good situations this week, but there's some committees that are being really hard to figure out that if I'm being honest, I'm not putting my season-long um fantasy league on the line for these guys and I also would not put my money in daily fantasy on the line for these guys and there's three committees that I want to avoid this week because of the inconsistent usage and because of the tough matchups and that is the Bills running backs the commanders running backs and the Buccaneers running backs if you can avoid those three situations I absolutely advise it this week and I think they're all three just stayaways all right that does it for the running backs let's move on over to the wide receivers All right, now looking at the wide receiver position, the first name for my buy list this week, and this one isn't like super obvious, but he's a guy that if you have him in season long, you're definitely starting him, and that's DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf hasn't been under eight targets in a game since week nine, and Tyler Lockett and his 23% target share are not playing in this one. Those 23%, they got to be distributed somewhere else, and why not give a few to DK Metcalf? He's a great contested catch maker. He's a great deep threat, which Tyler Lockett was also used as. And so I think that this is just an absolutely great spot for DK Metcalf against a very suspect Chiefs secondary. I also think that in daily, Malcolm Goodwin is really worth an option. Um, Just he's got to get some of those Tyler Lockett targets, right? And he's an explosive playmaker. He's one of the fastest in the league. And I think that he could definitely be the deep threat that uh, Seattle needs to take the top off of the defense. So really, really like DK Metcalf. He is on the buy list. Also consider Malcolm Goodwin, especially in daily. Now, second on the buy list is DJ Moore. So DJ Moore has probably been on your bench, but not on the waiver wire for most of the season. He had a very quiet five catches, 73 yards, and a touchdown against Pittsburgh last week, which is not bad. Like, if you played DJ last week, you would have been absolutely satisfied with that, right? Now, what's important to note is that Sam Darnold has consistently been targeting DJ Moore more than any other Panthers quarterback so far this season. And Detroit is terrible against slot receivers. We've talked about that numerous times here on the podcast. Well, guess who the Carolina Panthers slot receiver is? That's right, it's DJ Moore. So when you look at the Panthers offense, and sadly I have been looking at them all season because they are my team, so I can say this, they seem to be trying to hide Sam Darnold. They don't want the other defense to know that Sam Darnold is not a good NFL quarterback. And so they give him very low risk throws. They give him very, I don't want to say predetermined, but like quick reads where it's one or two options or it's one read and an easy check down. And I think that DJ Moore is going to find himself with more and more targets because it's going to be easy to get him the ball out of the slot against this Detroit Lions defense. Now, another thing. I did not mention this in the running back section, but with everything I just mentioned, Chuba Hubbard, definitely worth a look in season long and in daily this week for the same reason that I just mentioned. They're trying to hide Sam Darnold. You want to know what a great way to hide him is? To have him check it down to his running back six or seven times a game. So I like DJ Moore and I like Chuba Hubbard this week against the Detroit Lions defense who can definitely be targeted inside for the pass catchers. Now, last on the buy list is going to be Amari Cooper of the Cleveland Browns. So This is a very interesting case study. Amari Cooper averages more than double 
his fantasy points per game at home versus on the road. He currently averages 20.3 fantasy points per game at home and 10.1 on the road. Now, we know that New Orleans Saints are not a great pass defense. We've targeted them numerous times this season. And I just think that this is a good spot for Amari Cooper coming back home, starting to build that chemistry with Deshaun Watson, and I think that he could definitely have a big performance in this one. Now, if you're not sold on Amari Cooper, if you're looking at his usage since Deshaun came back and just not a believer in it, which I could totally understand, Donovan Peoples-Jones has been the Browns' most prolific wide receiver with Watson under center, and I think that he could definitely be worth a flyer in daily fantasy, and if you're desperate in season long, he could be worth a start as well. Now for the others receiving votes, which really Donovan Peoples-Jones should have found himself in this category, but poor organization on my part. Anyway, um, the first others receiving votes, I like both the Giants outside receivers, Darius Slayton and Isaiah Hodgins. Minnesota is one of the worst teams in the league to outside wide receivers, and those two guys are playing the outside for the Giants right now. Isaiah Hodgins has been pretty solid in three straight weeks. Darius Slayton is a boomer bust deep threat that could definitely get loose against this Minnesota defense. Zay Jones is receiving votes as well. He has over 21 fantasy points in three of four games, and it's starting to look like this is a real thing. So I definitely think that Zay Jones, you know, he was probably on the waiver wire a few weeks ago. He's probably not now, but if you added him, I think you can definitely start him this week against the New York Jets. Now, the sell list is tough for wide receivers this week also. Like, there's just a lot of wide receivers just in mediocre spots, not in bad spots. I don't think that this is a great spot for Juju Smith-Schuster against Seattle. He's going to be seeing Tariq Woolen pretty much all game long. And Tariq Woolen is a guy that he was drafted in the fifth round out of Texas San Antonio. Everybody's making the Richard Sherman comparisons, but I think that it's a little bit different from that. Tariq Woolen is simply bigger, faster, and stronger than pretty much every receiver that he could possibly line up against, except for DK Metcalf or DK Metcalf, who is his own teammate, so he can't line up against him. So you're looking at Tariq Woolen is just going to have a physicality advantage over Juju Smith-Schuster in a big way, and I just think that this is not a great spot for him. I think that the Chiefs can target the running backs and the tight ends um, and move the ball that way through the year instead of feeding it to Juju, which they have in the last two weeks. Now, the second receiver on my sell list is Mike Evans. And look, I don't mean to pile on Mike Evans, but he's found himself on the sell list a lot for me this season. He's a touchdown-dependent player who doesn't score a whole lot of touchdowns. What more do I have to say about that one? Next. Now, to me, it's also hard to get excited about Arizona wide receivers when Trace McSorley is going to be under center. So I think that that situation is probably a stay away for me. Tampa's defense is not bad. It's not great either. But I definitely think that that's a stay away with Trace McSorley under center. And he's been totally unproven in his NFL career so far. All right. That does it for the wide receiver position. So we're going to finish it up by talking about tight ends defenses, and then some DFS stuff, talking about stacks, talking about bringbacks, all that. So let's go ahead and move over to tight ends, but let's get a quick breather first. All right, at the tight end position, look, I'll just go ahead and say straight up, there's not going to be a sell list for tight end this week. Tight end, pretty much, if you can get an able-bodied NFL tight end who's on an offense that has a chance to score some points, then he's a quality tight end this week. Like this position, like I've said time and time again, it's as down bad as I have ever seen it. 
And if you can just get a guy out there who's on a decent offense, who is going to be running routes and going to be getting targets, then you've got a chance to have a decent week for a tight end this week. Now, I really do like these five guys that I'm just going to mention, though. And in this order, these are probably the only five I would consider playing in daily fantasy as well. And if you have these guys in season long, I really like them in season long this week. So the first is Travis Kelsey. Duh. Yes, he's the NFL's best tight end. He's currently first in tight end scoring by over 100 points, in, which is just an insane stat. And he's just running circles around the rest of the position. Now, what I really like about Kelsey this week is the fact that Seattle's 31st against tight ends. We mentioned this in the last segment. They're tough to throw on with outside wide receivers because they have Tariq Woolen and their other corner, Kobe Bryant's pretty stout as well. So What's the easy way to counter that? Throw to your tight end. And Kelsey's the best in the business. And I just think this is a great matchup for him. And I think he will absolutely smash this week. I'm okay to pay up for him in daily fantasy as well. Second is George Kittle. So on paper, this looks like a bad matchup against Washington, who's really good against defending tight ends. But here's what you got to remember. Debo Samuel is not playing for the San Francisco 49ers. Ever since Debo's been hurt, some of those Debo targets have gone the way of George Kittle, and I think he will continue to see those. And if this offense ever gets in a bind and has to throw the football, they're going to be finding Kittle because he is the most reliable receiving target they have right now. Next up is Chigger Conquo of the Tennessee Titans. He is a full-time player now. He's on the field pretty much you know, all the time. I wouldn't say every snap, but he's seeing a snap percentage that indicates he's a full-time player. And he's been in double-digit fantasy points in three straight games. And I'll be honest, I'm okay with double digits at this point out of the tight end position. I think he's a solid option. He sees enough work to be consistent. And if he finds the end zone, you're going to be really happy you went with him this week. I have him as a top 12 tight end this week. That is Chigakonkwo of the Tennessee Titans. Last two. First up is Noah Fant who have the Seattle Seahawks, who has had 14.2 fantasy points exactly in two of his last three games, which is kind of an anomaly. Anyway, those Tyler Lockett targets, those 23%, they got to go somewhere. And so why wouldn't they go to your big athletic tight end? I think Noah Fant is in a good spot this week against the Kansas City Chiefs defense. And I think that with that target share that Lockett had opening up some more targets, I think that this could be a really good spot for Noah Fant. Last up, Y'all know my favorite saying when it comes to tight ends, death, taxes, and play your tight ends against the Cardinals. And this week, that honor falls to Cade Otten of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, hey, I mean, that's all the analysis you need there, right? The Cardinals are so bad against that position. Just play the guy who starts against them. And believe it or not, if you had been able to do that all season, they would have been the second highest scoring tight end in all of fantasy football. So, death, taxes, play your tight end against the Cardinals, and that is Cade Otten. All right, now for defense. There are four defenses this week that I would be really interested in playing if they were available in a season-long league, and I think that these are the defenses that I will kind of find my range with in daily fantasy as well, and those are the Browns, Titans, Broncos, and Jaguars. Those are the four defenses that get my stamp of recommendation this week. Stream them in a season-long, play them in daily fantasy, Browns, Titans, Broncos, Jaguars. All right, let's take a quick breather and then let's finish it up with some quick DFS talk. All right, so let's talk about real quick some top four stacks and how we can kind of build around those stacks. I think maybe earlier I might have said top three. If I did, that is my bad. I found four that I really like. So we're going to do top four stacks and then just kind of talk about how to build around them. So 
I think that the chalk this week, you know, when I, when I say chalk, the play that ends up being very highly owned in daily fantasy contests is going to lump around the Bears and the Bills when it comes to stacking. So I think you will see people do what they did last week, which is play fields and then play Bills skill players because the Bills are going to score points against the Bears. And I also think you will see people, you know, stack the Bills and then bring it back with Montgomery and maybe Cole Komet. But I think that those are going to be the two kind of where ownership lumps up around. I think that this next group will be also a lot of ownership on these two teams. But I think that the Kansas City Chiefs present a very unique stacking opportunity this week because I think that the crux of their passing offense, well, the wrong word choice, the majority of their passing offense will go to Jarek McKinnon and Travis Kelsey. Kind of like how... Earlier in the year, you could stack Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler and Gerald Everett, and it would work out. I think you can go with a chief stack that is Mahomes, McKinnon, and Kelsey this week that would give you a lot of salary remaining for the rest of your positions, except you'd have to be finding values at the wide receiver and at the flex spot, but you know not the tight end spot. So I think that if you did that, you could bring it back with DK Metcalf, maybe Malcolm Goodwin, and just go all in and game stack the the Chiefs and Seahawks game. I think that you could also find some values like we talked about earlier with, you know, the Giants receivers, Slayton and Hodgins. I think there's plenty of options that you could find some salary relief, even if you wanted to pay up for Kelsey at the tight end spot. Now, this stack will probably be more chalkier than that one, but I think that a Seahawks stack makes a lot of sense where you could go with Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, and Marquise Goodwin. Goodwin would save you a lot of salary. That would give you a lot of room that you can fill up your lineup elsewhere with other high-dollar players. And speaking of which, if you wanted to bring that one back with a Kansas City Chief, you could bring it back with Kelsey. You could bring it back with McKinnon. I think that that game is probably going to be the one to target. And the choices are going to come down to kind of how you build that stack. So just looking at it on paper and what would be the best option for the lineup as a whole, I would probably stack the Chiefs the way that I said it with um, Mahomes, McKinnon, Kelsey, and then probably bring it back with the Seattle receivers. That's just my personal preference, but I think that both of those stacks could be lucrative, and I think that you could definitely find a way to get unique with it so that way the ownership wouldn't hurt you too much. Now, the other stack that I really like, and this one will be a little unorthodox as well, but I do really like it, that is the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Here's where it's unorthodox because that on paper doesn't sound unorthodox is bring it back with Ramondre Stevenson. The Patriots passing receivers and tight ends, they have not really done a whole lot this year. But you know who's been really good in the passing game? Ramondre Stevenson. He scored over half of his fantasy points this season through the air, and he's seemingly fully healthy. Like, he was questionable going into that Raiders game, but now he's going to get a full week to heal, and he should be in good shape for this one uh, against the Bengals. And I think that this is a really unique stack that you could go with. Now, granted, it ain't cheap, especially if you bring it back with Ramondre. So you're going to have to find values at the wide receiver position and at the tight end position, but I think that that's definitely possible to fit this Bengals stack into your lineup. Now, the last stack that I will endorse this week is the Minnesota Vikings stack, and that will be Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen. Now, I just think that that's a pretty good spot because, like, those three guys are where the Vikings' fancy points tends to lump up on. Like, you just see that those three guys consistently get, um, you know, they consistently get a lot of fancy points. Now, if you wanted to get really creative, so the New York Giants have given up a rushing touchdown, every week since I believe it is week nine 
And so if you want to put Dalvin Cook in the stack, you could go Cousins, Cook, Jefferson, little running or quarterback, running back, wide receiver action. Now, granted, that would be pretty expensive. So you would have to find a way to give yourself some value, but they're up against the Giants. So what you could do is you could just bring it back with those two cheap Giants receivers that I mentioned, either Darius Slayton or Isaiah Hodgins, and that would give you plenty of options to fill up the rest of your lineup. All right, so there you have it. I went over every position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, defense, talked about guys that I like, guys that I don't like, and talked about the options for building out a DFS lineup. So hopefully this XL-sized preview of Week 16 in the NFL gave you everything you need. Maybe you're traveling for Christmas and you listen to this on a long car ride. Maybe you just took a um, a lunch break and listened to it. I don't know. But hopefully this long preview gave you all the information you need to do whatever it is that you got to get done this week, whether it's advancing the fantasy season-long playoffs, whether it's cashing in on some DFS tournaments, whatever. Hopefully you just got all the information you need here from this preview. Now, if you want more information, like how I build out the, my full DFS lineups, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. And if you want more information from a Twitter profile, follow me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks, going over some stats and facts that I don't always get to hear on the show. All right, so that does it for the Week 16 preview, guys. I will be back here on the podcast maybe later this week, maybe not. I'm going to have to see how my traveling ends up working out and just what the fantasy sports landscape looks like if I need to do another episode or not. So um, either way, I hope you guys got something from this episode. Best of luck to you in whatever your fantasy football endeavors are this week. Make sure you stay tuned for the podcast feed for new episodes, not just covering NFL. We're doing college football, basketball, and NBA as well. So stay tuned for that. But good luck this week, y'all. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see y'all next time.